This is realestateinvestingmastery.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Really glad you're here. I know it's been a while since we released an episode. Um, I hope you guys still like us. But uh, we've got so many things that are going on right now that are just awesome. This market is incredible. Tons of deals. Um, I know Alex and I are both having uh, record months. I'm talking to friends in San Diego and Phoenix, uh, uh, Florida and Vegas. And it is amazing to me what's going on in different parts of the country. I don't think this is nationwide, but there's pockets right now where the, the demand for housing is, is incredibly high and the supply of the inventory is really, really low. I was just talking to a student in uh, Phoenix where, uh, you know, at a healthy market, the, um, the average inventory, the inventory of homes is about six months in a healthy market. When the market was at its worst in Phoenix, it was about 12 months of inventory of homes, 10 to 12 months. Well, right now, the word on the street is it's about a two to two and a half month inventory of homes in the Phoenix market. And it's amazing when you look at the numbers, 50 to 60% of the buyers in a lot of these markets are cash buyer investors. Um, it seems to me like right now there's so much activity going on we have more buyers than we know what to do with than we can handle. The problem is inventory, getting deals for these sellers. Um, I was talking to some friends in uh, markets in Southern California, and they're selling these properties to investors at 80 cents on the dollar. Um, so anyway, things have been going really, really busy, and I apologize for not getting some episodes released. Uh, we have about two or three episodes that we have already recorded, interviews with people that we've not released yet. But I wanted to do something special, a little bit different. Uh, Alex couldn't join me on this little recording here, but I just wanted to record something different. Um, we are actually, I got an announcement as well. We are doing a boot camp coming up in San Diego, November 2nd and 3rd, and it's called the Control Without Ownership Summit. Uh, correction, it's called the First Annual Control Without Ownership Summit, and I just wanted to, to talk about this real quick. It's coming up on November 2nd and 3rd in San Diego at the San Diego Hotel and Marina, the Sheraton, um, Sheraton San Diego Hotel and Marina. It's coming up November 2nd and 3rd. Uh, Alex could not make it because of some previous family commitments he could not get out of, but um, so it's going to be myself, Todd Toback. Todd Toback has another uh, uh, podcast called the um, No Limits Investing Podcast. And he's a friend of mine. We've been friends for years. We both are in the more creative real estate niche. Uh, we do a lot of lease purchasing together. But Todd right now is doing a ton of wholesaling and rehabbing in the San Diego market. Uh, we also got Sean Terry that's going to come and hang out with us at the event. And my marketing ninja partner, Gil Palencia, is going to be there as well. So there's going to be four of us. At this two-day event, it's going to be jammed-packed of information. I'm so excited about it. Myself, Todd Toback, Sean Terry, and Gil Palencia, my marketing partner. Um, but we're going to be covering a ton of strategies, basically on this two-day event in San Diego, and we do have a few openings left. But we're going to be covering all the strategies that are working today. Um, these are powerful, cutting-edge strategies. We decided let's just do a two-day event, and let's just share people. Let's open up our, our marketing books and just show people what we're doing now and what's working. 
Um, we're going to be uh, basically, um, uh, well, like I just said, talking about all the strategies that are that are working. As opening, as I'm opening up my web page here, um, I'm just going to run through real quickly a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about. The, the website, if you want to go check it out, is controlwithoutownershipsummit.com. Controlwithoutownershipsummit.com. Uh, the cost is $197, but it's going to be two solid days of content, and we're not going to pitch anything. It's going to be just a uh, an incredible event. We're going to be talking about how to flip lease options. We're going to be talking about how to do subleasing using lease options. We're going to be talking about white hot new wholesaling techniques that we're doing. How to fish? Uh, how to flip lease option junkers? I get a lot of the questions about that, and it's a very very powerful strategy. There's a lot of deals you can't wholesale to investors because they owe too much. And they're too, the properties are all um, are, are messed up, and you can't sell it to a rehabber because there's not enough room for it. But you could flip those things as lease options to tenant buyers who will fix them up. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about buying and holding property with options uh, and, and, and get a, a share of the equity in there. We're going to talk about how to partner with options with other JV partners who are actually going to do the rehabs uh, for you. We're going to talk about how to create passive income with notes. We're going to talk about direct mail, the marketing that's working today, the secret sauce marketing that's working today. Um, we've been doing a ton of direct mail. I mean, between Todd and myself and Alex, um, we've been probably doing close to $50,000 a month in direct mail, and we're getting tons and tons of leads. We're doing this in different markets. Some amazing things are happening now uh, with direct mail if you use it properly. So we're going to be talking about the direct mail that works, how to set up your campaigns, we're going to talk about free marketing that you can do for sellers. Um, if you tie it on cash, we can show you all of the ways we're doing. Even though we're spending so much money on direct mail, the marketing that we're doing that's free, that works. We're going to show you how to find buyers and sellers on Facebook and dating websites. Uh, if you've heard of this website called Plenty of Fish, it's the web's largest free online dating service. And the cool thing about this website is you can do tons of ads on there for pennies on the dollar compared to Google. And so we've been doing some Facebook and plenty of fish ads to get buyers and sellers. And uh, it's amazing how cheap these these leads are and very high quality. We just did a campaign in LA um, recently for tenant buyers and we had to shut it down after a week because we had over 800 tenant buyers. And uh, so we're still playing catch up with that. We're going to talk about how to get um, bird dogs, how to build relationships with realtors, Tons of different ways to find motivated sellers. Now, in the third session, we're going to be talking about the four-hour work week. You may have you might have heard of that book, but it's about um, how to work less and make more money. So we're going to talk about how to wholesale properties virtually from anywhere in the world, like I did while I was in Prague. Um, we wholesale deals in St. Louis. We're going to talk about how you can automate 90% of your business and outsource it to virtual assistants and local realtors. I'm going to share all the tools that I use and how I systematized my business, uh, how I hired my power team to do all of this work for me so I could have the freedom to do whatever I want, wherever I wanted. And then the final session is how to find the buyers. And we're going to show you in five minutes how to find all the cash buyers you need. Um, and it, it's just amazing the, the strategies that are out there. This is the easy part of this business right now in this market, finding the buyers. But we're going to dedicate some serious time to this because many times you, you, you're not – a lot of our students are having a hard time wholesaling properties because they don't have enough buyers. Well, the problem is they're not marketing this, these properties right. And if they knew who, they buy, who their buyers were first, 
before they got a property under contract, they would be able to better negotiate a discount with these uh, sellers. Anyway, so uh, controlwithoutownershipsummit.com. It's going to be an amazing boot camp, two days, jam-packed. There's not going to be any networking. You know, we're not going to be doing any uh, anything fancy uh, or, or uh, anything that's going to be a waste of your time. It's going to be solid content. You're going to walk away with a notebook full of notes and handouts, checklists, contracts, all that stuff. We're not holding anything back for this event. It's going to be really good. So go to the website and check it out if you're interested. Controlwithoutownershipsummit.com. And uh, Todd Toback and I just recently recorded a coaching call that I wanted to uh, put into this next podcast episode here. Um, now, it's it's a teleconference call, so you're going to hear us on the telephone. Uh, we talked a little bit more about this event. I, I have a student just uh, a week ago that did $45,600 on a deal, and we talked a little bit about that. In fact, I think I might be interviewing him on a future podcast episode, I hope. Um, and so we talked about some deals that's going on, and then we just spent a good hour, an hour and a half, answering students' questions. So we went through, I don't know, 12, 20 different questions. And I wanted to include this into the episode here because I think you'll find it uh, educational and helpful. There's probably a question that was asked that you have had yourself, and um, I think this would be a good a good listen for you guys out in podcast world. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. And uh, we do have more episodes coming out. Again, I, I, like I said before, I already have some pre-recorded interviews that are really good. I've just not released them yet. I've been so busy uh, doing deals, getting set up, and, and getting organized for this boot camp. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Sean Terry is going to be there. Alex could not make it. He will make it to the next one, I promise. And um, got Todd Toback and my marketing ninja partner, Gil Palencia. We're going to be talking about anything and everything you need to know for getting your wholesaling business set up, running, and learning how to control property without owning it, which is the secret to wealth. All right, so let me see anything else here real quick. Yes, um, go to iTunes. Um, we still get tons of reviews, and we sure appreciate that. If you like this podcast, please leave us a review in iTunes. Um, we really appreciate it. And uh, we've got a bunch of really crazy good episodes in the past that you can download from iTunes and listen to. All right, so that is it. I'm going to jump right into this uh, coaching call that we did, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. Todd, I am uh, super excited for a couple reasons. One of them, uh, I was on the phone the other day with a student about a week ago, actually, and uh, we just decided to get on the phone and start calling sellers. And the first one I called, this was in San Francisco. Uh, hold on, I'm going to put my... Get a new Bluetooth on here. Hold on one second. The first seller, Todd, would you believe it? The first seller that I called, she said, yeah, I'll do a lease purchase. This is about a $300,000 house. She wants 2000 a month in rent. So she said, yes, I sent her a contract, and just yesterday she signed it, sent it back. So this is going to be a $9,000 deal. Get this, Todd. I was a little hesitant to like take the full option deposit. I mean, I've been doing this for years, and I'm always a little hesitant to take the full option deposit. And I was almost ready to just offer her one month's rent for security deposit. So I'd only make 7000 instead of 9000 And I said, I'm just going to go for it. I mean, I've done, I've done over 100, 150 of these deals, right? But I said, oh, I'll just go ahead and do it. 
that that fear always still creeps in. And I wanted to bring this up because it's something that, I mean, you probably don't get that, Todd, but sometimes I still do, I guess. So she didn't object to it once. She signed the agreement. She's totally fine with us collecting $9,000 for the option deposit. And uh, it was great. We're starting to market the home. Um, another cool thing, we just got a... Uh, uh, we just got a, a property under a contract here in St. Louis um, to do a traditional wholesaling flip on, and I'm looking at the contract right here. It's a house that we got under contract for 22.5. Um, we're actually going to wholesale it. I already have a buyer for 27.5, and uh, it's, a, it's a property in an area. It's a two bedroom. It's not a home that I would typically go after, but this is a seller who had my postcard from a year ago, Todd. A year ago, she had my um, she had my uh, postcard. She's kept it for a year. She called me up. I was at the coffee shop. I almost didn't answer it, and she said, "You know what? I got your postcard a, a year ago, and I I don't want to sell the house that you sent me about, uh, but I want to um, I want to sell my other house." And so I got some information from her. She said she want this is for her daughter. She said she wanted fifty, and I quickly just from my iPad. Got to went to Zillow or Realtor.com, the app, and I looked up comps, and uh, I I saw that I could see some active listings that were in the twenty thousand dollar range. I right there, I told her on the phone. I said, "Listen, I don't want to really waste your time, but I'm seeing some active properties here for 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 twenty, and I don't know what yours looks like, but I'm going to have to be in this price range." And she said, "Well, the house doesn't need any work at all," and I said, "Well." She said, I, I'll consider something in that price. So set up an appointment to go meet with her. My my business partner actually went to go meet with her. Got it under contract for twenty two five. It doesn't need any work. Doesn't even need paint. This house is immaculate. And uh so it's rent ready, ready to go. It'll rent for seven to eight hundred dollars a month. And we're gonna get it we're gonna be in it. Um well the investor is gonna be in it for twenty seven five. Twenty-seven thousand five hundred, and it rents for seven hundred and fifty dollars a month. And that, those are just really good numbers, aren't they? <laughs> I, those are awesome. What is that? Uh, that's like three percent of the rent amount. That's <laughs> that's really really neat. Yes. And then I got Todd. I, I'm going to hog up this whole call here with, with stories. No, I got I'm loving a it. I'm loving it. Got a, st- a testimonial yesterday, Todd, from a student in Canada. Who's flipping lease options? All right, I'm so excited about this. He's flipping so you can't lease do, You can't do lease options in Canada. No, you can't. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay, that's his business model. He likes doing lease flipping lease options. You know, he yep. puts an ad in one of the local coffee shop newspapers. I don't know what he means by that, but he said he said coffee shop newspapers. It's probably local. And uh, yeah, okay, a local newspaper. And uh, this guy calls him up says, hey, I just inherited this property. My mom or whoever it was passed away. I want to get rid of this now. I just want to get rid of it. So he made an offer. His name is Scott. He just made an offer on the phone. The guy said, okay, send me a contract. Sent a contract. Sells it the next day. And get this, Todd, he makes a $45,000 profit on this deal. $45,000 from just putting a classified ad in some small little newspaper that probably cost him 25 yep. 50 bucks, 
And he's trying to get lease option deals. But his message was real simple. I buy houses, you know. Yeah. I calls him up, makes an offer over the phone, sells it the next day or day or two later, and makes a forty five thousand like he sent me a check. I a picture of the check. I wish he would have sent me the check. A picture of him in his car holding this check with a big smile on his face. Forty five I'll, I'll give you the exact numbers. I love hearing stories like this. Forty five thousand five hundred and ninety five dollars. Wow. The check and that's dated. what happens, Joe. Can I make a comment really quick? Yeah. When you're in the game every day, okay, you're not yeah. looking at this like a hobby. You're not like, oh, I wish I could do a deal. And you know, you're marketing one day and you stop for three weeks, right? And uh, you're onto some network marketing thing, and all of a sudden you start marketing two months later. It doesn't work like that. You know, oh. is that you're in it every day, right? Even if you have a job and you're only working part time. If you're just investing a little bit every day, boom, you're going to make a $45,000 check. Now, that may not be today, right? But it could be a year from now when someone calls uh, from your postcard. So lesson learned, by the way, if you have a voicemail system, never disconnect it. <laughs> oh, I know. And, and, and yeah, because this is uh, – I think the number I had on that postcard was my cell phone because it went right to my cell phone. Right to your cell um, which is another really good point, too, because you don't want to make your sellers jump through a bunch of hoops um, to get a hold of you, right? Right. Um, like, I could have just let this go to voicemail, or I could have you know, made her listen to a five-minute message and, and, and made her answer 20 questions. There's sometimes a place for that. But, um, you know, she uh, she got a hold of me. She said, I want to sell uh, this house. I'm talking about the deal we just did here. A small little twenty-two thousand dollar deal, but this is a deal that you could find all day. Let's say you have a hundred thousand dollars cash in an IRA, you can transfer that to a self-directed IRA, uh-huh. pick up three or four of these homes, and rent them for let's say four homes for twenty-five thousand dollars, and rent them for seven hundred, eight hundred dollars each. That's thirty-two hundred dollars a month you could be getting in rent on these great homes that don't need any work. And these deals aren't just in St. Louis. By the way, if you're wanting some deals like that in St. Louis, let me know. I got some for you. I can sell them to you. But they're all over the country. And this is an exciting time to be in this market. I mean, we're flipping lease options. How far is San Francisco from St. Louis? I don't know, 1,500 miles? You know, I just pick up the phone. I make a phone call. The lady says, yes, I'll do it. She's Asian, so she's having a hard time understanding my English, or I'm having a hard time understanding her English, one or the other. So, you know, I have to repeat everything a couple times. I send her the paperwork. She reviews it with her husband. She's good to go. So we're wow. going to start marketing this house. And that's in California. And, and I, I just, I, I get calls. Here I get these, these stories from these students doing incredible deals. And another student calls me up, actually, former student, and tells me this doesn't work. In California, this was you talked to him, Todd. Remember, I gave you his phone number. I did. He said, and, and I won't say which city he's in, but he was very specific about this certain city. I said, well, okay, I got a buddy who's an hour south of you who's flipped hundreds of lease options. Well, he said that's no, different. It's different down there. It doesn't work down there. Um, so anyway, uh, th- I'm so excited about this. It's a uh, you got students, Todd, left and right that are making money. Yeah. Doesn't that make you? Doesn't that make you feel good? <clears throat> well, the biggest thing is, well, first of all, it makes me feel awesome, right? I mean, that's the the best part about 
doing education, right? Right now, I'm making way more in real estate than I am in education. This is a lot of fun for us. But really, the real fun comes when all of a sudden you have students doing multiple deals and growing their business. I uh, I don't know if you guys know Justin Patterson. He's uh, a student of, of mine. I think he's a student of Joe's also. But yeah. I, he sent me an email yesterday, uh, and he said that he was doing just a couple of months, and we kind of tweaked his marketing a little bit, tweaked his plan, tweaked his attitude, right? And he's, he's really – actually, he tweaked it himself, right? We just kind of pushed him in the right direction. And now he's doing three to four per month, uh, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm just scratching the surface. And he just sent it in to me. He just collected a $15,000 check and has two more deals in the works. He just wrote this out for another 11K in profits. And he was so jazzed uh, about, about uh, you know, where his business was going in 2013. And you guys should be too. You know, if you're looking at yourself being like, hey, I need to do more deals or I need to do my first deal or, you know what, I want a business that creates a middle six-figure or seven-figure income, I can do it this year because 2013, okay, mark my words, will be the year of the real estate investor. This is the year, guys. Anyway, and uh, so when when I see this, um, the market, because I got into it right when it was a couple years before it peaked and then it fell, and so I saw tons of people making money when the market was doing really well, <clears throat> and I saw a ton of people get out of the market, get burnt, um, and just really crash hard. I was one of them. And then, but I saw very few that actually made it through, and now we're starting to maybe see it turn around back again. It might dip back down, but um, I see things as only getting better. There's so much demand right now for housing, tons of demand. I mean... I was talking to a student in Phoenix, Todd, and I'm sure this is the same in San Diego. He was saying that a healthy market has an inventory of six months. That means if not one house came back on the market, it would take six months for all the current homes on the market to sell. When the market was the worst, it was about a 10-month, 10, 10 to 12-month inventory. Right now in Phoenix, it's 2.3 months of inventory in homes. Oh, yeah. And And still... 50 to 60% of all of those home sales, cash buyer investors. Yep. It's, in, it's insane. And you're seeing something similar in San Diego right now, are you? Well, it is. I mean, uh, if we get a property under contract right now, we have buyers fighting over this. I mean, it is a total circus. Hold on. I'm, I'm outside my office. I'm going to yeah. go inside of there because my assistant, she deals with all the, uh, the buyers. and uh, We haven't practiced this beforehand. Hey, Debbie. When we have a property under contract and we tell our buyers how high to jump, what do you what do they say? How high? How high, baby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so we we control the market, and and I'm telling you, the profit per deal. Okay. And by the way, if you haven't heard about the Control Without Ownership Summit, uh, it's an event that Joe and I are putting on. Uh, it's going to be just in a couple of weeks. You got to come. But one of the things we're going to talk about is wholesaling. If you have a property under contract. You are going to move that puppy if you have anything decent. And that's what's really, really exciting about 2013. I really want to encourage you guys because the profits are bigger than ever. The mm-hmm. marketing systems are ever, you know, this is not your grandfather's real estate investing. Everything has changed. And so I'm so excited for you guys. And 
Uh, I know, like, our, of the lines, uh, Joe just sent me a text, and he says it's totally full, uh, the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the teleseminar, which is like, so exciting, uh, because there's a lot of room for everybody, right? If, if you go to the ocean, okay, you can either go with a small cup or a big bucket, okay? You just got to choose which one you want to come with. Yeah. And that's what 2013 is about. And Dan Kennedy told me that. And uh, great, great marketing genius. So that being said, Joe, you ready to, to, to blast us off or what? Yeah, we're going to get right into questions here. We promised you this. We would, uh, we would answer all your questions. Now, we got, we've had uh, three times as many people as I've ever had before on this instant teleseminar. So I don't think we're going to be able to get to all the questions, but we're going to fly through them as much as we can. Um, so if you have a question, what we're going to ask you to do is press star 2 to raise your hand if you're on the telephone. If you're listening in online, there is a section online where I gave you the link where you can um, submit your questions in writing. Okay? So we have, um, we have a ton of people actually. So again, if you're listening on the Internet and you want to ask a question, go to the question and answer box you know, and type in your question there and it will pop up on my screen. And if you're on the telephone, uh, press star 2 to raise your hand. Star 2 to raise your hand. It will show up on my computer here, and we will answer your question. So I'll give you guys a couple, of time, a couple of seconds here to think about that um, and yeah. think about some questions that you have. We have this Control Without Ownership Summit coming up in two or three weeks in San Diego. It's at the Sheraton San Diego Hotel and Marina right in the bay. It's just gorgeous, picturesque there. It's going to be two days, power-packed. Um, it's not a networking event. It's not a pitch fest. We're not selling anything. We're going to be teaching you the strategies that are working today in this market uh, and how to control property without owning it. And, and, and we're going to be talking a lot about doing these deals virtually. There's some pretty hot markets right now in California, Arizona, Vegas, uh, Florida, if you're in, you know, if you're stuck in uh, some middle town, middle middle America town, and there's not much activity or excitement going on there, that's okay. We're going to teach you how you can invest virtually and do deals in these hot markets right now, because mm -hmm. you don't have to buy these properties at at like 50, 60 cents on the dollar anymore, Todd. You can buy these properties at 80 cents on the dollar and still wholesale them and make five, ten grand, can't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We uh, just recently we wholesaled a house. We picked it up, and it needed a lot of work. I mean, a lot of work. And we picked it up for 133, and we sold it for 160. And so we made uh, what was that? 20. Yeah. 27 grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus yeah. we got plus uh, I got a 1985 Ford Thunderbird with 500 miles on it, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> uh, yeah. But the crazy thing is, is that we made twenty-seven thousand dollars. We wholesaled that deal. Now, when that guy, when that buyer, when they fix it up, and they flip it, and they put all that work in, and they take all that risk, you know how much they're going to make on that deal? They're going to make like twenty k. Yeah. Okay. And the reason why they're willing to do that, which by the way, the buyer is ecstatic. They're like, "We want more deals. We want more. We want more," is because there's no inventory, right? When you control the inventory, you can write your own check. And mm -hmm. so uh, this deal right here, we actually made more than 
the person buying it from us, which is really, really neat. And ever since then, and, and you know, she knows how much I'm making in the deal. And she came in and she bought another property from us actually just last week. So I'm really excited about that. One other thing that we're going to talk about, and I don't even... I didn't even put this on uh, the page telling you guys about the event. If we have time, okay, and i got to prove this with my, my, my partners who are doing the event with me, but I'm going to talk about how to pick deals off the multiple listing service, off the MLS, mm-hmm. using a little ninja trick that nobody is doing. No, I figured out a formula because we started doing this about three months ago, right, and we weren't having any success. We're like, oh, it's so hard. It's so competitive. And, you know, I knew you couldn't get deals off the MLS, right? I'm, I'm having this negativity in my mind. I'm like, no, you can do this. And uh, we worked out a plan and a simple system to figure out how to do it. And we figured out these three secret questions, Joe. Okay, these yeah. three secret questions to find out when you're talking to real estate agents how to get these deals under contract on, on the MLS and sell them with no money out of pocket. Now, ironically, I have a sales team in my office who does all this. And all I do is sign the check uh, when it comes in. And I'm going to talk about that at the Control Without Ownership Summit. We don't have time to get into that today. But uh, if it's okay with you, I'd like to talk about that there. Oh, totally. And um, I think we did mention that on the, on the website. Oh, we did? Here, okay, good. Yeah. Here, here's so, another cool thing I haven't talked to you about yet, but I just realized this. Look, guys, we want to partner with more students on deals, all right? So if you're living in, in the middle of small-town Kentucky, all right, and you're seeing all this activity and excitement going on in California and Phoenix and Florida and all of this stuff, and you're thinking, man, I want a piece of the action. Well, we're going to show you how you can start bidding on properties and doing marketing on properties in these other states, and you can partner with us in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have Sean Terry at the event. He, could, he would love to partner with you on any deal in Phoenix that you can get under contract. Todd will partner with you on any deal you get under contract in San Diego. Well, we're doing some marketing in L.A. We're doing some marketing in Florida. So I'd love to partner with you guys. So here's the thing. We have access to funds, to money. We have access to contracts, know-how, to our network and title companies and attorneys. Um, so we're, you're going to learn at this event how you can partner with us on deals. And if you bring us the deals, we'll bring everything else. Yep. Um, that, I, I'm, I am super excited about this. I see Todd at this event. Um, we're going to be doing some deals together with some students. Oh yeah, I mean that's, and we didn't even get into. We weren't even planning to talk about this, so we're gonna get into the questions. But my yeah. buyers list right now, okay, my buyers list is fat. It is so mm-hmm. fat, and they are starving for inventory. And they're screaming at me. So if anyone wants to partner on deals in San Diego, when you're there, let's network, let's rub elbows, and uh, let's 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 make it happen. So I guess we'll talk okay. more about the event at the end of the call. Is that okay, Joe? Okay. And we can answer some questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting, to, we're getting some questions in now, and I appreciate that, guys. Again, if you're on the telephone and you're just joining us, press star 2 if you have a question you want to raise your hand. Or if you're online, listening online, go into the question and answer and fill out some areas with some questions there. First question here is from Brad, Florida. If you had $5,000 for marketing and if you have never done a deal, how would you spend it? $5,000 in marketing. What would you do, Todd? Okay, well, this is a great question. Okay, Brad, you know why? Because I have a 19-year-old little brother, and he lives in Florida. And uh-huh. he called me about, oh, 60 days ago, and he said, Todd, I want to pay off my college debt. And I said, all right. He, he goes, how can I do that? I said, well, let me think. Why don't you do some wholesaling? Why don't you do some, some lease options and uh, get it off? Well, he doesn't have any money for marketing, my little brother. 
Okay, and so I said, I'll tell you what, Daniel. That's his name. I said, how about I will do your marketing for you? Okay, and I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna dump thirty five hundred dollars in the marketing into a little town called Lakeland, Florida. And I'm not making this up, Joe. <laughs> we, I had oh, yeah, a conversation with Joe. So uh, I dumped thirty five hundred dollars into some postcard marketing. Okay, I screened all the calls. I had someone in my office screen the calls, and I sent my brother out to these motivated seller appointments. Okay, while he was doing that, I also sent out a letter to all the cash buyers in this little area of Lakeland, Florida. Okay, and this is a, this is a little podunk town, by the way, in Florida. And there were only, I think, uh, about 100 cash buyers. So I mailed out a hundred letter to 100 cash buyers, and we pulled out about 10 buyers out of that who responded to us and wanted to buy houses from us. And this letter said, "Hey, you know, we are we're uh, large wholesalers in." Lakeland, Florida, we have properties, give us a call. Okay, so while we found our buyers, we also started marketing for motivated sellers. So if I had that, first I would send out that letter saying, Hi, my name is Brad. I'm a wholesaler and an investor in this area. If you need properties, okay, please contact me. I'd love to partner. I'd love to meet, you, meet with you for coffee and give you the product that you need to make money. Okay, that, like, costs hardly anything. If you call Michael at Yellow Letter Mail, okay, Yellow Letter Mail, uh, he will send that letter out for you. Okay, and I think they're like a dollar twenty nine a piece or something, or a dollar a piece. If I had it, you know, that, that's what I do with my first, I don't know, three hundred bucks. If uh, if I still had five thousand dollars left, I'd take another couple of thousand, and I'd send yellow letters out to people who owned properties, free and clear, in the area that I wanted to invest, non owner occupied, and I'd send that. Uh, yell letters out to them and wait for the motivated sellers to come in because $5,000 is a lot of money for marketing. Oh, yeah. Okay, now, the, the biggest thing, though, is you can't just mail once and pray a deal comes in because you might do a, a deal that first time. But you got to mail over and over and over and over again, and before you know it, you're getting a huge return on your money. But $5,000 is a lot of marketing. I would concentrate on getting out, A, those letters, okay, and then, B, I take the other thousand that you had, and by the way, I'm not even scraping your budget here. Is I flood my area with bandit signs every weekend. Every weekend mm-hmm. I flood it. I buy houses any condition, any situation. Of course, check your local city ordinances and rules to make sure it's okay. Uh, but I'd recommend putting them out. And you're going to get calls, but the key is consistency. And don't stop. You get that first deal under contract, lock it up, sell it to the buyer that gave you a call, and guess what? You make your first five, ten, fifteen. $20,000 check, and then stick your money in the marketing every single month. And that's what we're going to talk about actually at the summit is how to take a little rinky-dink business from doing one deal okay, and bring it up so now you're making $300,000 a year on a business that you could run from your laptop. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, that's absolutely right. I would suggest, and just adding on to that, Todd, I would suggest stretching out that marketing budget for at least three months. Um, unless you already have, unless you know you can already handle several hundred calls. I mean, if, I did the numbers real quick. If you just spent $5,000 on postcards, you would get, you would send out about 11,000 postcards. And if you got a 3% yep. response rate, you would get about 333 calls. And let's say you had to talk to 25 sellers to get one deal. That's about 13 deals. That's a yep. lot of deals in one month. So, and that's, you know, just using averages. If I would suggest though spreading that out over three months, doing some postcards, um, 
make sure you can handle the calls coming in. What I mean by that is make sure you can answer the phones if at all possible. Mm-hmm. Um, or or uh, have it go to voicemail and return the calls the same day. That's really, really important. But Absolutely. You, can definitely, you can definitely do a deal with that, with that kind of money. So I would suggest investing in the marketing, spreading it out. Um, I, love the, I love bandit signs. You want to make sure you're doing bandit signs in the right neighborhood. And, well, how do you do that? You need to find where all of the cash buyers are buying houses. And one of the ways you can do that is through a website called ListSource, and I've showed this before many times in webinars. You go to ListSource.com, you can pull up by county all of the absentee owners that have bought, all the investors that have bought homes in the last six months. Yep. So then you can just you know write down a list of 20 zip codes and then just find out which how many cash buyers bought properties in those zip codes in the last. And that's all free. You can do that research for free right there in this source. And you can see where all the hotbed of activity is. Then go yep. to those zip codes. Go to those hot zip codes and just put banded signs out there every weekend. Mm-hmm. And typically, by the way, in those zip codes, there's usually lower income, a lot of rental properties. The banded yep. signs, the banded sign rules are a little are, are a little more lax. Um, in those in those cities than they are in the in the suburbia areas. That, at least that's what I found in St. Louis. That may be different in other in other cities. But let's move on to the next question here. Again, uh, if you're if you're listening online, you want to. I mean, if you're listening on a telephone, we do have a question here from uh, Maryland. I'm going to. I think it's Silver Springs, Maryland. Let's see who this is here. Hey, is this? Who is this? This is Ronnie. Can you hear me? Yeah, Ronnie, how you doing? How are you? I'm doing good. You're in uh, Maryland, is that right? That's correct. Okay, great. Um, what can we help you with? Well, kind of an interesting timing. Uh, I'm, uh, I've got a, a house, uh, finally, <laughs> that I can try to do a rent-to-own on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. And uh, the, the house... Um, can go for like 435,000. So my question is uh in a situation like that, can I get 12,000 down? Is that typical a certain amount you a formula cuz from from the tenant buyer that is. Joe, can I take well, that? Yeah, sure. Now here's the here's the great thing, Ronnie. Is I find in the lower end, okay? And again, it depends where you are, it's all relative. Okay, I you know I've seen students do deals on seventy thousand dollar houses, and two million dollar houses. Okay, okay. on a hundred thousand dollar house, sometimes it's hard to get between that three and five percent. Right, you're you're struggling to get that between that three and five thousand uh-huh. dollars. But once you creep up into that three hundred, four hundred, five thousand dollar range, uh-huh. okay, there are a lot of people with twenty five, thirty, even fifty thousand dollars in the bank. There's a lot of people with that. And so on that level of house, I always try to get as much as possible. Okay, uh, but when I've average, when I'm advertising a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar house, uh-huh. I will get deposits all over our option money deposits all over the board, and twelve thousand dollars is certainly doable. Don't be scared of the bigger numbers, and I, I've learned this in my business. I am everything's changed from a few years ago. If you have in your mindset that you expect to get a certain amount, okay, then you will get it, okay, you will attract it. Now, I'm not talking about some metaphysical, you know, karma thing, okay, I'm not into that, okay, but if you expect it, 
Okay, what happens is your mind opens up, your body language puts it out, okay, and your confidence, you exude confidence. And so don't think that when a buyer calls, they're trying to get the lowest, they're not trying to get the lowest option money deposit they can. Of course not. In that, in that, in that price range, they're going to be more savvy. But $12,000 is absolutely possible. And I would say on a house like that, I'm assuming it's pretty nice. Yes. You could probably get closer to, to, to 20000 or 25, and you could if you could even finance it if you want to. Yeah. Maybe take 12 down now and 12 down later. But absolutely, go for it. That's that's really great. I'm going to do that. Now, hopefully, I'll have it sold before the conference. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, that's that's the key too. When you are advertising the house as a lease option, um, you don't have to put down what kind of option deposit you're requiring. Okay, just write I... down uh, that uh, option deposit required call for details or ask about our down payment assistance program or whatnot. Yep. And so you'll get people that only have two or 3000 that, that just won't work. But yep. if you're hoping to get a minimum of 12 you may have somebody that has 8 or 10 Well, you could possibly take that and put them on a promissory note, a payment plan, to get caught up on the rest. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, so let me, let me yeah. expand on that and get yeah. into, you know, and I did talk about the mindset there, but kind of if, you know, to get the kind of hands-dirty content, what I do, Joe, is uh, when I love to get multiple people at the property, some people only say they have 8 to 10. And when you get them there, you can say, hey, you know what, I was really looking for 20. What can you do? And at that point, just keep your mouth shut and yeah. let them talk and talk and talk and talk and write down numbers and say, well, I- I'm really looking for 20. What's a possible solution? They say, oh, well, I could put, you know, I could sell my truck or I could give you my truck or I could borrow 10 from my mother or you know, what if I could pay you two chunks of five over the next quarter because that's when I get my bonus from work. You know, that's uh, ask those questions and, and and you'll get it. That's a great yeah, that's idea. Good. I like that. That's, that's real good. Thank you. All right, Ronnie, thank you. Thanks. All right, uh, let's go see if we have a Q&A written down here. Um, Michael, you're asking some good questions. It would be better if I just talked to you about these questions over the phone. Uh, so give my office a call, and uh, I'll get back to you. Uh, this is Michael. from. Uh, he says he's from Utopia. But my office number, Michael, is 314-266-1221. You'll get my voicemail, uh, 314-266-1221, and uh, I'll get back to you. It would be better to answer these questions on the phone. All right, Elgin asks... Um, Please talk about how you advertise a longer-term three- to five-year wholesale lease option deal to allow the price to appreciate. One of the things I've recommended to people is um, when you are, let's say you get a house that's really upside down. Obviously, that's not a deal you want to keep. So you're going to wholesale that. But if it's really upside down, 50 to 100,000 bucks or whatever, you're going to need to advertise that on a longer-term lease option, maybe five years, maybe 10, 15 years. Uh-huh. doesn't matter. And so... What I'd suggest doing is just don't worry about really even explaining that in the advertising of the house. Just set the option price at what you need it to be, but then put something on there that the option price will be whatever the loan balance is in 10 years. So just just worry about getting people into the house to look at it, and then once they look at the house, um, you can explain, show them an amortization schedule. Shows them, you know, okay, and right now the balance is this. You're not going to hide anything. You're just, you're disclosing everything. But you show them on an amortization table. This is what the loan balance will be in 10 years, and this is how much equity you will have. 
Um, and so that's that's typically I wouldn't advertise it any differently except I'd say, you know, I advertise what the um, what the option price ten years will be whatever the loan balance is, and and you should be able to calculate that so you could advertise. That's what you do. Then you do the advertise that option price in in ten years what the loan balance is. Does that make sense? Todd, do you want to add anything to that? I think Joe, you hit the nail on the head. Elgin, I think you're overthinking it. Right, don't, you know, when you're sitting and having an ad out, just put the monthly payment out there and get people in the house. I have found that when I have a tenant buyer and I'm sitting down with them and they have like a million questions and they're arguing about the price, they never write me a check. It never happens. (laughs) I've yet to find one. And so the type of people who buy my houses and will buy your houses, Elgin, are the people like, wow, what a great opportunity. I went to like five banks, and they all said, there's no way I could qualify for a loan this year. Right? And they say, well, the payment's only $1,300. Yeah, it's overpriced. But, hey, we paid 9% interest on my car, and, you know, I get to drive my car, and so I see this as a great opportunity. So w- what I would say is get a decent monthly price on there. Advertise the house, all the benefits of the house. If they're hot on the house, just get them there. And then talk about the terms like a real human being once you're there. Just have a conversation, and you could talk about the benefits of moving into the house as, as well as the drawbacks. But the most important thing is getting them there at the house with the monthly price. That's, that's my opinion. Good. GMO of Phoenix asks this question. Can you explain how I can best find someone to show my out-of-town properties and get applications? Thank you. Um, when I've done out-of-town deals and I did not have a realtor working for me, I just had the homeowner show the house for me. And and I had the tenant buyer um, apply online. Um, so I just told the homeowner the truth. Look, I'm uh, in St. Louis. I can't uh, I can't drive over there because <laughs> I'm too far away. But I've got some buyers in the area. I, I tell them I do deals all over the country. And I just make it sad. I just make it sound like it's not a big deal. If I if I try if I make it sound like a big deal, then it scares the owner away. But I just say this is the way I do business. Yeah. Um, and 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 that's why I also make my options. I call them flex options. They're flexible, so the owner can cancel it anytime they want. So I, I say, look, in exchange for that, I need your help in showing the home. And in fact, I still even do that for homes that are here in St. Louis, in my own market. Many times I have the homeowner show the house because I want them to meet the tenant buyer anyway. And also, my realtor who's helping me market the homes, uh, she will many times have the homeowner show the house. <laughs> we'll just call the homeowner up and say, when can you show it to this guy? Um, mm-hmm. Now, if you want to find a realtor um, to do this for you, you can just simply put an ad in Craigslist that says something to the effect of, I'm looking for a realtor to help me lease my properties. I had a student just call me yesterday or today about that, and uh they are getting a bunch of calls back from realtors that are calling themselves leasing agents. And he was wondering if there's a difference between a realtor and a leasing agent. I I don't think so. You have to have the same license. But that's what you want to find. You want to find somebody who specializes in just filling rental properties because many times they're only getting paid 25% of one month's rent. And that's what they're expecting, which I'd pay them in a heartbeat to do that for them. Okay, Joe. Let me ask you this. You, yeah. Joe, Joe does most of his deals, right? Well, you're, Joe is in a bunch of other markets now, but right now, still the bulk of your deals are in St. Louis, correct? I mean, that probably won't be the rest yeah. of the year, but year to date, correct? Yes. Yeah, 
when's the last time you showed a property yourself? Well, that's not a fair. Uh, just a week ago. That's because um, I had some good friends of mine own a house about three or four blocks away. Okay. And uh, and and so I just offered to do it. I'm giving. Okay. I'm I'm, a, I'm only collecting one month's rent to help them do okay. this. So. Sure. But let's say outside of that, I was just trying to make a point. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh yeah. boy, I I don't. I honestly, I don't remember. It's been over a year, maybe two. Yeah. And the other thing is I haven't – and, again, you, you can show properties when you're first getting started. That's fine. And that's part of, you know what, getting your feet wet so that you could train other people to do this. But this week alone, I've wholesaled three properties. The week before that, we did a couple of lease options and another wholesale deal. I haven't been to any of those properties at all except to do videos for YouTube to tell you guys about it. Yeah. Right, so I do some training videos and I put them up on YouTube, and that was the only reason why I was at the property. So, you know, it's if you're in town or you're out of town, it's so funny because sometimes you talk about fear, Joe, right? And mm-hmm. believe me, Joe and I were just as human as anyone on this call, right? And Joe was like, "Well, should I ask for the whole thing or not the whole thing?" Well, of course, you know, if you're not doing it locally, why would you have to do it in another state? <laughs> right, right. You know, but it's fear hits all of us. It's completely normal. And uh, I would say, you know, great job, attack it. I have a 19-year-old to show my properties. And, uh, you know, he's continuing to do that. So I would just say find someone in your, in your locality who can do it or an agent just to follow up on Joe's question. Yeah, good. We have another live question here. If, you, or if you're on the telephone and you want to talk to us, press star 2. Um, we have, I think, um, Mr. Rodriguez. Rodriguez from uh, Oceanside. I was just in Oceanside a few months ago. Is this uh, Francesco? Francisco? Hi, Joe. Hi, Todd. Um, hey. It's Francisco here. Francisco, what's going on? Is that Francisco hey. from San Diego? Yes, it is. All right. Hey, call me after this call, by the way. Okay. Will do, Todd. Okay. Um, you know, I'm at work. I'm taking a lunch, a late lunch break here, and uh, I just got started. I've been sending a lot of direct mail. I'm getting calls back, and I'm screening those. Um, today, oh, I also just hired a VA, and she's been sending out emails and scraping numbers. Well, today I got a call. I haven't returned the call yet, but it's from a, uh agent, and she left a voicemail saying that um, she's got her client um, with a uh, short sale. It's a short sale with an auction looming and that her client would love to be able to do a rent-to-own, but I'm not sure if there's anything. I just I really don't know yet if there's anything we could do with that. So provided I call back and get the right information, what questions am I looking to ask her? I, I, I really, I mean, I don't know what to ask. Um, sure. Because I'm not that familiar with the short sale um, and with that auction looming. She mentioned in her voicemail, she said, um, if we could submit a, an offer, she wasn't sure if the bank would accept it, and she doesn't know if there's enough time. Is that not the scenario for lease well, there's a way. You, I mean, there's definitely a way we could make money here. Okay. So, do you want to take this or you want me to take this? No, you, Todd. Go ahead. Okay. So, guys – you know, I, there's a way to handle almost every situation, okay? And what we're doing here is got to have everybody win, right? The agent called. So how do we help the agent win? Let's think about that. Well, the bit, what's on the agent mind, agent's mind is collecting a commission, right? And what does the buyer want? The buyer wants to get into a rent-to-own, okay? So 
and they'd probably be more cooperative if they knew they were going to get into a rent-to-own. So I have a rule of thumb, Francisco, and that is, and there's very good reasons for this. I never sell a home on a rent-to-own to someone who's in the home beforehand, if they lost a house to a short sale or foreclosure. It's yeah. the mindset of entitlement. It usually just sets off the relationship the wrong way. Okay, so, uh, and also there could be some weird, you know, predatory lending rules, and I'm sure there's a way around it. I just personally don't like it. It's dirty. Okay, or I should say it's just messy. So what I would do is I would call the real estate agent and say, hey, I'm interested in making a cash offer. Okay, I want to make a cash offer on this home. Okay, and make an offer that you know that you can basically wholesale this property to to another investor. So in San Diego, for example, you can wholesale a property for about 80 cents on the dollar minus the repairs needed. Okay, that's after the fix-up cost. Okay, so you take the highest comps in the area. You take 80% of that, and you minus the repairs that are needed, and that's about 80%. That's where your buyers are going to need to buy from you. Then you subtract whatever you want to make on the deal. So let's assume you want to make a cool $10,000, and this house is worth, you know, maybe... I don't know. Francisco, what's the what's the what's the house worth you think in your best guess? Um, I don't know. Out here between 3 to 600,000, it really depends on the area. Sure, so 3 to 600,000 is a pretty big range, but let's just say it's 300,000, it's worth that. It's all fixed up. Okay. Okay. Uh 80% of that is going to be 240, right? Let's say assume it needs $30,000 in repairs for a rehabber to buy it. That's 210. Okay, and you want to make $10,000, you could submit an offer to the bank for $10,000 for $200,000. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So, you want to get that property, make the offer, and get an approval. Okay? And if it gets approved, there's a number of ways that you can close it. Uh and, and again, I'll try to keep this really really brief because it could be a whole another conversation. You could either get it approved, okay, and then wholesale it to someone like me, okay, who would say, hey, Todd, I have this house. It's approval. We just have to switch the buyers. Okay, you'd call up the agent and say, we want to switch buyers. They they might be able to just basically switch us. We would do that, and someone like myself would write you a check for $10,000 to release you from your agreements. That's one way that you could do it. The other way that you could do it is if you develop relationships Okay, and this is very, very important. I'm going to talk about this at the summit. Is the thing with short sales that it's just harder to flip them because of laws. And so that's one way that you can do it. But the other way that you can do it is usually a 60-day resale restriction. Is develop relationships with your cash buyers. Okay, so especially if you're working in San Diego with me, I have all these relationships with these cash buyers. They will allow you to close the deal in your name. They'll fund the deal for you. Okay, but... Secure their position, and again, sorry if I'm going to lose you guys with this, but I promise you I'd answer every question. Secure your position with a mortgage or a trust deed, right, so that you can't sell the property. You'd hold the property for 60 days. They'd come and fix it, okay, and then you'd just give them the deed to the property after any kind of resale restrictions were up. Okay, now, if you have any, we're going to really get into that at the... Uh, control without ownership summit but if you're locally you can bring that deal to me after you have an approval or you're close to an approval but long story short you can use somebody else's money to close it hold it for the the time that the bank requires uh, 
okay, in your name, let the cash buyer secure themselves in some way, and then just deed the property back to the cash investor once you're in the approved timelines. Now, that being said, short sales are tough. They're tough. And they're probably only, I don't know, 3% of what I do. But I will submit an offer on a short sale uh, if, the, if the deal is good enough. So, you know, go for it, get an offer in, and see what happens. You've got nothing to lose. Okay. Thanks, Thanks Don. Good. Thanks, Francisco. I'm going to let you go here, and then I think we have Henry on the line. I'm going to unmute you, Henry. How you doing, man? Hey, good. How you doing, Joe? Henry from Fresno, is that right? Yep. <laughs> I'm yeah. doing good, Henry. It's been a while. Good to hear from yeah. you. Yeah, I know, and, how, and, and Todd, too, but uh, not more of a question, you guys. I just wanted to, to let those people know. You know, I've heard Todd talk here a couple times here in California, and uh, I highly recommend if you guys can get out here to go ahead and go to that event coming up because, Todd, you know, I've seen you talk, Joe. You give great information, and I would probably say Todd is probably one of the best as far as creative financing that yeah. I've seen. So I definitely recommend, uh, if you guys can, to get out there to San Diego coming up here in the next couple of weeks. But uh, business is great, guys. It's phenomenal. Um, you know, I've just been blowing and going here the past uh, two or three months, so... So what get have you been working on? Going. Uh, well, Henry, what, are, what are some of the deals you've been working on? Well, as you know, Joe, one of the things, you know, I also do land, and, and so this yeah. is where a lease option comes in, which is interesting. I picked up 14 acres here in California directly from the bank, and essentially it's in an industrial area. However, right across the street is uh, Pacific Gas and Electric Substation. That's the electric company here in Northern yeah. California. So right now what I'm currently doing is I'm working and negotiating them as far as leasing the property to them to go ahead and put a solar farm on there because that's <laughs> one of the initiatives here in California is for them to go green. So this is kind yeah. of out-of-the-box lease options, but it's something that's here that cool. you can use lease options not only just residential, you guys, but commercial too. Yep. So those are some of the things you guys need to think outside the box also. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry mentioned to me, I don't know, maybe it was a year ago, that he wanted to get into commercial, okay? And if you notice this, okay, is you impl he's implementing, okay? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know the numbers, but that sounds like a really big deal, Henry, <laughs> like a really big deal. And uh, is, it, is that a really big deal, the numbers on it? Uh, yeah, well, see, it's not only that, you guys, but it's income here for the next 20 years Woo! when they lease that property. Yes. So it's just something that kind of sets it up, and you just, you know, like I told Todd a year ago, you know, it's time to put on the NFL jersey and get rid of the, uh, you know, the Alina rig. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, that's. Uh, uh, by the way, Henry, thank you for all the the nice things that you said. I mean, that is, that is awesome. We're so happy for you. Are we going to see you, Henry, in San Diego? Uh, I am going to be there probably at least for one day. I've got a mastermind group in Phoenix, but I will try to shoot over and see you guys on uh, at least one of the days there. And like I said, awesome. if you guys haven't heard Todd talk, I mean, he gives a lot of great information, great and creative uh, real estate financing. So I highly recommend you guys get out there. Thanks, Thank you, Henry. Henry. And the biggest thing, uh, and one thing that we're going to talk about at the event is uh, raising raising the bar, okay? Uh, moving from, hey, you, you might be in the peewee league right now. You may be on the bench, okay? But we're going to talk about move, moving up one level while you're at this event, 
every time we have an event here, we want to move you up one level. So if you're on the Pee Wee League, hey, let's move you to, you know, uh, high school. High school, we'll move you to arena. And if you're in arena, hey, now it's time to go to the NFL. Great analogy, Henry. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Henry. Um, let's do another question from the online submission form. Um, do Sharon, looking forward to seeing you and Todd in San Diego. Great, thanks. Um, I have a realtor. This is from Hal in Lake Worth. I'm not sure where that is. Um, I have a realtor that has a few listings that could work for a tenant buyer I am working with. Can I do anything to put it together? Um, it kind of depends on if you're an agent or not, Hal, because I have found unless you're a realtor, it's very hard to work with other realtors because technically you can't receive any money from them and you can't pay them any money um, unless they're representing you. And depending on how open they are to creative real estate, it's difficult to do. But if they have a few listings that they have owners or clients that are willing to do a lease option with those, I would suggest approaching those deals as a sandwich lease option that you may assign or you may not. You may stay in the middle or you may not. So um, if you have an agent that's willing to do, that, that's willing to let their client lease option their house, uh, give them a contract, you know, or maybe it started off with a letter of intent or something, but uh, I, I would approach that as a sandwich lease option that just kind of avoids some of the uh, typical headaches or hassles you might get when you're, when you're doing a, a wholesale lease option deal. Do you want to add anything to that, Todd? I fully agree with what Joe is saying. You know, if you talk about assigning, they're going to be like, what? You know, yeah. they're, going to, they're going to have no idea what that means. So if you're an agent, it makes it pretty easy, you know, just collect a commission. If you're not, I think that's another great strategy is just go in like you're going to be subleasing it but have your agreement that you can assign it and then just do it. Yeah, here's the thing, too. You can, you, you know, you can hold it, do it, just hold it for six months maybe. Um, mm -hmm. Get a, set up a third party to collect the rent and pay the mortgage. Make sure yep. you have in your sandwich lease option that you're not going to pay the rent if the tenant doesn't pay the rent or if it's vacant. Yep. Um, you know, so there, there's there's ways around. It. I would say approach it as a sandwich lease option that you may or may not assign. It just depends on the numbers. Um, maybe go ahead and stay in it for a few months, and then once the dust settles, go ahead and assign it um, to the tenant buyer and get out of it. Um, somebody said, they just got a phone call from me. Yes, it was a recording. I sent out a voice blast announcing our um, Control About Ownership Summit. Steve asks, Todd, what's up with your podcast? I don't know what that means. That's I don't know. I haven't, put out an, I haven't put out an episode in uh, five weeks. So I'm so sorry, guys. We've been getting ready for this event. But I tell you what, yeah. I'm going to re-release an episode uh, tomorrow. So, Steve, you're the man. Thank you for calling me out on it, and we'll get another episode out tomorrow. i got two more recorded, so I'm ready to rock. <laughs> sorry about that. We'll get you going. I have three podcast episodes that I've already recorded. I just haven't released them yet. I've been so busy. Um, things are just really picking up on, on the deals. Somebody asked yeah. earlier, um, you know, do you make more money doing selling information or doing deals? And I get that question a lot. Um, honestly, here's my my uh, the first thing my, my my initial reaction when I get asked that question is: Is it really any of your business? to know how much I make. This person was also asking, um, where are your fancy cars and your 
expansion houses and stuff like that. I have a very big house, and uh, but it's none of your business how big my house is or what kind of car I drive. Um, but how much money do I make doing deals or doing education? For me personally, um, it's probably 50-50. I still do a lot of deals, but I love teaching and coaching. If you were to ask me what I'd rather do, I'd rather teach and coach. Um, but I still do deals. I do deals on my own. I do deals with students. I know, Todd, you're making more money doing deals than you are selling education and coaching. Well, let um, me make a comment right now, Joe, if you don't mind. Yeah, you know, please, the, the biggest thing is right now my business makes about a million dollars a year in real estate. Mm-hmm. Okay, We're making about hundred k a month, and our goal for 2013 is to do $2 million in real estate. And that was like a big aha because in two, the middle of 2012, I really took a look at my business and I'm like, whoa, there's a lot of ways I was holding myself back. And this is a big way, thing I'm going to talk about at the event. A lot of it was mental. Yeah. But uh, I don't uh, drive a fancy car. As a matter of fact, I drive a 2001 Ford Explorer Sport Track that I'm looking at right now. And the back of the pickup <laughs> is, you know, uh, is filled with wood chips <laughs> that I got from my garden. Uh, and uh, I live in a uh, fairly modest house. Uh, it does have an ocean view, but uh, it's not about that. It's not about yeah. that. Um, for me, it's about lifestyle. Okay, mm-hmm. it's, for me, it's traveling with my family. Uh, it's about you know me and Joe. It's funny we hooked up at the beach. Uh, I don't know a couple months ago, and we also both own minivans um, covered with Cheerios. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're very much real people. Okay, and we don't drive around and uh, have houses that uh, say, you know, we're not on the show Cribs. Uh, (laughs) Those of you know what I'm talking about. Because most of those people, they actually go broke, okay? Uh, We're all about long-term investing and and real freedom. And the the houses and the cars, hey, if that's what you love, right, go for it. You know, but for me, uh, A, it's about helping people, really, sellers. Joe and I, it's about helping students, okay? We, every time we talk about uh, any product we co-create together or our own products or even this event, we said, how can we blow away our students at this event? How can we give, like, way more value? Because I can tell you what, uh, the Control Without Ownership Summit, I wanted to charge 1300 bucks for it, just so you know. And Joe talked me down to a buck ninety-seven for it. Yeah. Uh, and so, <laughs> you know, but, and, the, and the issue was like, hey, what was our mission? Our mission was to get the right people there, no matter what their financial situation, and to raise it a level to a point where they could take their business either from doing their first deal, from taking a business to a five-figure business, to a six-figure business, to even a seven-figure business. But there will always be people out there being like, hey, you know, they're, they're, they're like, this guy's making more money in education than he is in real estate. Well, my question to you is, well, A, who cares? And B, can you learn something from these guys? And you got to ask yourself the question. If it's no, well, you're on the wrong phone call. Yeah, that's right. I care more about freedom and what I like to call stress-free abundance. Um, you know, Todd works. Todd works a lot on his business doing deals. I don't spend more than five hours a week doing deals, and I still only flip two to four. Now I could do more deals if I wanted to spend more time in it, but I'd rather go out, go to the zoo with my kids, or take my pick my daughter up for preschool every day and go out to lunch with her. Um, we spent two months in the Czech Republic in Prague. In fact, the same gentleman who asked the question said, yeah, sure, Joe, you could go to Prague, but 
you could probably do that on a McDonald's salary. I don't understand that because um, I I still had all of our housing and utility expenses um, here in St. Louis while I was gone. So I was actually paying for my family of six to live in two different cities at the same time. Plus, we were paying uh, airfare, traveling all around Europe. Uh, it was not a cheap vacation, but I'm not going to go into the numbers. Um, I, you could not do what I did in Prague on a McDonald's salary. I guarantee that. Um, and we still flipped two deals here in St. Louis while I was gone. Um, so that's what I love about the business. I love this business because it gives you the freedom to work whenever, wherever you want. Yeah. Um, you don't have to make a million dollars to be happy. Nope. You know, you you need to. This is what I suggest to everybody that you do. You need to look at what is your vision for your life. You know, do you want to be the world's best dad? Do you want to be the world's best husband? Do you want to spend every day to have and have lunch with your kids? Um, well, that's what you need to focus on, right? So, design your life first, and then design your business to fit around the lifestyle that you want. Many of us, and I was in this trap at one time. Designed my business first because I had a 40-hour-a-week, actually it's a 60-hour-a-week job. And I tried to fit my life in around that. Now, I'm not perfect, but I've, over the last four years, um, I've made a lot of improvements, I think, in my life where I, my life and my family is the center of my life. Yeah. And I designed a business that fits around that. And uh, I also found that I enjoy teaching and coaching more than I do doing deals. But I'm still doing deals, and so I just get to do what I love to do, and that's invest in real estate um, when it comes to my business. So, um, yeah. But anyway, the, the gentleman is asking these questions. Uh, please give me a call. I'd love to talk to you more about this over the phone and uh, kind of maybe understand. I would like to understand uh, why, why you're asking these questions. All right, let's move on. Uh, somebody says here, Lynn, I can't make it to the seminar. Will it be recorded and be made available? The honest answer to that is, we don't know yet. We're going to record it, but we don't know if we're going to make it available um, to anybody. And Todd and I need to talk about that. But um, right now, as it stands, we're not going to be making it available. We're, o we're only making the recordings available to people who come. Yeah, and uh, the biggest thing is about regarding that is we want to meet you guys. Okay, we want to meet you guys. We want to see your business grow. And, you know, it's not fair if, uh, you know, you guys come out and spend the money on a hotel uh, and, you know, spend the time doing that. And then, you know, we just basically release the information to, you know, to everybody uh, because, you know, that's what a lot of the is all about. So, you know, we, we'll probably make it, we'll definitely make it available to the attendees, absolutely. But I don't think we'll make it available to um, other, if you're not there. Uh, we, if we do, it'll be... Um, much much higher than the cost of the event, but uh, either way, you know, I think if we, it'll, it'll definitely be available for attendees, and we're not 100 percent sure if it'll be available yeah. for non-attendees. Yeah. Uh, Tarsha asks a question about um, my, the marketing packages that I just promoted recently. Um, Martin, uh, Tarsha, pl please call my office. We can talk more about that. Three one four two six six one two two one. We'll do one more question answer here. Uh, from the from the webcast version, then we'll go back to the telephone. Uh, Bill asks from St. Paul, I think maybe Minnesota. Uh, you tell sellers that they can get whatever amount they need for the house. 
is it not true that the price at the end of the option is limited by the amount of the lender's appraisal for the loan? Uh, yes, obviously you cannot buy the house for more than what the lender is willing to lend on the house unless you're willing to put some significant down payment. Um, so the question I probably is the bigger question is what happens if the house doesn't appraise for what the option price is? Well, several things can happen. Number one, tenant buyer can put more money down. And the way I set up my contracts, um, I let the tenant buyer extend the lease option without any penalty so they can just have more time, give the house more time to appraise. Um, so if they can't get a mortgage, I don't evict the tenant buyers out of the house. Um, they just can have more time. Now, if they if they can't get a mortgage because they they didn't fix their credit, then they'll need to pay an additional deposit to extend the lease option. But if they can't get a mortgage for reasons outside of their control, they can extend it and without penalty and just give it more time. Um, and usually the seller, I've never had a seller object to that because what are they going to do? You know, they got a good tenant in there who's paying the mortgage, who's uh, paying down their principal, who's taking care of the maintenance and repairs. They would love to sell the house, but if, if it still won't appraise, they could evict the tenant, but then it, they're going to have a worse problem on their hands because they're not going to be able to sell it anyway, and it's going to be vacant. Um, so I know we got some more questions. I'm going to move on, Todd, unless you want to uh, answer that anymore. I think that was great, and I, I, Joe, kind of, you've kind of morphed that clause over time, which, you know, at first I, I, I was kind of hesitant to put that in, but it's worked very, very well for you. So, great job. Yeah. I guess a related question here just came in: How do you advertise houses that need an extended lease option as the house needs to increase value over time? I just put on there, you know, if I feel like it's going to be three to five years, I'll make it five years. The tenant buyer can buy it any time before then. Um, and if the owner doesn't object, I'll just make it five years. And if it's really out of line, it's just a judgment call, I guess. But if it's really out of line, I set the option price, whatever the loan balance is going to be in five years. Um, somebody else asks here real quick, are there any automated Craigslist posting systems out there? I wish. Craigslist really cracks down on that. You're talking about a system that will automatically post ads for you in Craigslist. Yeah, um, that's just that's just not available. I wish there was. Craigslist I, I've seen is um, yeah. so they are smart, smart, smart. They can't stand anything automated. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Uh, but All right, let's. I wish. Yeah. Let's go to but the. I, I, Joe, I have figured list. out one 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 thing you can do. Yeah. And if you hire a virtual assistant, right, over in the Philippines or in, in India. They used yeah, to be yeah. able; they could post, and that could work really, really well, right? But eventually, yeah. they stopped that too. And I tried all this like IP blocking software, and Craigslist uh, figured that out too. So yeah. your best bet is to hire a VA and then install a software called Go to My PC. Uh huh. Go to My PC and have the VA control your computer using Go to My PC, and then post Craigslist ads using your computer here in the states. And you could have someone do that for $2 an hour and, and post a reasonable amount of ads. Don't go nuts or else your computer will get blocked. So uh, that's and you know, for you. You know something else you could do? Um, you could find people on Fiverr to post Craigslist ads for you in specific cities. Um, so uh, Fiverr is a website where you can buy, pe buy things for $5. People will do things for $5 for you. If you go to Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E, 
rr.com. It's two R's, isn't it, Todd? Uh, two R's, yeah. Yep. Least, yeah, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. And just do a search for Craigslist, and you'll find people that will post ads for you in specific towns. And they'll do like five ads for a week. Craigslist will even block people from outside of that city posting ads in that city most of the time. Yep. Um, so it's, it's five bucks to pay somebody to post an ad for you. Um, and that's something you might want to look at. Yep. All right, let's go to Jay Nichols in uh, Poway. Jay, how are you? Hey, Joe, how's it going? Hi, Todd. Good, man. How's it going, man? Fellow SD, love it. <laughs> I had a question about the contracts. I'm having trouble uh, finding out what to offer these people on my initial contracts. And I was wondering if there was a template in one of your systems or something you guys could put on, on your blog to help us out with that. What, what is the formula for, for writing a contract on a lease option? Well, Jay, I'm pretty sure you, you purchased my course, right? Yes, I did. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing, what kind of deal is it? Well, it's a guy who can't sell his house in Carmel Valley, and okay. I'm trying to do a co-op lease option on it. Okay. And I'm kind of curious about what exactly to offer him, because he says he'll rent it out. And, you know, I don't even know if he's that motivated, but I, I really want to get the contract written. Okay. Well, here's the biggest thing. Uh, a, don't, I never write out a contract and send it to a seller and hope they pray, you know, and pray they'll sign it. Right. I, I've yet to ever have that ever happen. So the first thing you want to do is get a verbal commitment from the seller that they'll do the deal. Have you gotten that yet? No, I haven't. Okay, so that's where I'd start. Because I find that most people, and I'll answer your question here in a minute, but I always like to, I don't always like to answer questions the way they're asked because I just want to help you do a deal. Okay. And so I'd get a commitment from the seller, yes, the numbers work, right? You'll do a lease option for three years, the rent will be $2,600 a month, and the purchase price will be 450 Okay. Okay, Mr. Seller, I'm going to be selling this contract to a buyer. They're going to take my place, and I'm going to collect a fee for doing so. Okay, with your with your approval, Mr. Seller, is that a, is that okay? Is that a, is that a deal that you'd like to do, or, or probably not? You probably hate me filling the property for you, right? Okay. If they say yes, let's do the deal. Well, you know you're in business. If they say no, you know I, I'm not really sure I want to sell. Well, you know you're not in business. Okay, so right. don't even waste your time filling out the contract. Uh, what I will do is, uh, Jay, you get a free coaching call for for uh, buying my course. So give me a call, and I will go through that contract for you. Uh, and we'll even make a little video while we'll do it. And then how about I'll, I'll post that on a blog post somewhere. Fantastic. Sounds good? Sounds great. All Thank right. you. Hey, Todd, do you ever use letter of intent? you just send a letter, a letter of intent to the seller? Before you, you can the, before you sign the contract, I do. I have a little short lease option uh, form I've used, and uh, I've also used that too. I mean, for me, I love just getting a commitment over the telephone before I do anything. Yeah, I, you know, I've done letter of intent, but I just find that like if you're you're just sitting there kind of filling out paperwork and doing email, you know, it's it's okay. I find that if the seller is kind of on the fence and you want to send that, this is kind of like a little advertisement, that yeah. will work. But, you know, you can try it. I just haven't used it much and I thought about it. But getting on the phone and just making the deal happen and following up every week or every couple of weeks is the way that I personally like to do business or hiring somebody else to do that for you. Yeah, and when you do get a commitment from a seller, you've got to give them a deadline. 
If they tell you they want to do it and and you do send them the contract, you've got to give them a deadline of 6 o'clock that night or 9 o'clock the next morning of when you're going to hear back from them. Um, Okay. And I I found that works really well for me. Good question, Jay. Thanks, guys. Are you All right, we got you. Oh, I just muted him. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Paul, Paul from Virginia. Paul, are you there? Hello? Paul from, yeah, Paul. Yeah, I'm on? Yes, you're on. Okay, like sorry, fellas. I feel like a, a radio DJ or something. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Um, so right, I'm looking, Paul, how are you? I'm looking, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good, thanks. Excellent. I'm looking into hiring a VA, and uh, I was just wondering what the best route to hire and train the VA would be and the steps that um, you would take knowing what you know now about setting up your own VA. I'll go that, at that first. Todd, you can answer. If you go to my my podcast, um, realestateinvestingmastery.com, okay. realestateinvestingmastery.com, we have a free bonus session on there if you put in your email on how I find and hire and train all my VAs. And um, I get VAs from several different places. I cover all of those details. I mean, it, it could be a course in and of itself. Um, and I also interview uh, Alex Youngblood, who is my co-host on that podcast, on how he uses his VAs. Uh, he actually has his VA make offers to sellers on the phone before he ever even talks to them. Um, so, that I would suggest going there. Um, you can get a whole course in and of itself. Basically, the one of the main websites I use is odesk.com. And I also, if you, if you want to find a good full-time VA, I suggest checking out um, virtualstafffinder.com. They'll get you good Filipino full-time VAs. That's virtualstafffinder.com. And if you want to find a local VA um, and uh, you want to help a worthy cause, you know, single mothers... Well, mothers in general have the hardest job in the world, right? There is a website called HireMyMom.com. It might be HireMyMommy.com. I think it's HireMyMom.com. And uh, you can find uh, stay-at-home mothers or maybe even you know, part-time in the evening mothers who can uh, do virtual assistant work for you here in the U.S. You're going to pay more for them, but you're going to get better quality. And uh, it, also, it also helps a needy, worthy cause. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you have any kids, but funny. Last night we were we were at church at a, at a Bible study thing, and everybody in our group, everybody in our group were was um, older, and their, their kids were like out of high school and college. And I was just looking at them, thinking, "No way!" I, you know, they still have all their hair, and they still are like they look like they're happy, and they still have some sense of uh, senility, you know, like uh, being, they're still sane, <laughs> they're still married, and they still are, you know, it's just, I, I don't know why I'm bringing that up, but I just, last night I was thinking about that. It was just nice and refreshing to see um, people in their 50s and 60s um, still having uh, having fun. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> it's all that, about. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm not saying I'm I'm miserable now with kids. I'm not saying that at all. I love my I'm so proud of my kids. Um, but anyway, I'm saying that. Oh, forget it. I'm just digging myself into a hole. 
<laughs> why did I bring it? Th- why did I? How did I get into that? Where are we? <laughs> Virtual assistants and moms hiring moms. Yeah, hiremymom.com. All right. Any other questions, Paul? Uh, no, I think that was it. I appreciate it, fellas. Okay. The big, and let me come back to that really quick. Quick comment. Yeah. Hiring a VA is one of the best things that you can do for your business. But a little bit is a learning process. So read that report that Joe's got. It's really good. And the biggest yeah. thing is I like to think of like some small stuff that you have to do for your business, real stuff. Maybe you're like pulling numbers off Craigslist or something like that. And you can get people to do it for like $2 an hour. So you yeah. want to give very clear directions. And you want to hire like three or four, right, and test them out. And who does the best job and follows, follows, uh, follows your directions the best. And so yeah. if you give people four hours, you hire four people, Right for three hours, that's twelve dollars, and you multiply that by four, that's like forty-eight bucks, and you just had like the best interview known to man, and uh, yeah. you can hire someone that way. So that's another way to use Odesk to use yeah. to hire somebody. We got one more person on the phone here, and I don't see the name. It's a cell phone from New Jersey. You're from New Jersey, aren't you, Todd? New York. Come on, Long Island. Baby. Oh, all right. Go Jets. Go Jets. I mean, go go Giants. No, uh, go Giants. Oh, go Giants. Go Giants. Who is this? This is uh, Malik from New Jersey. Hey, Malik. How you doing? How you doing? Um, Good. I I guess my question was, I was looking to get into uh, uh, the mastermind because I would like to get get going with the the, uh, the lease option. Yeah. Um, But I had spoke with Gil, and when I called him, um, I think he called me back, but I was on the plane. And when I returned the call, I never got a call back as far as being able to uh, register for the uh, the mastermind. Okay. Um, let me, uh, Malik, shoot me an email to coaching at wholesalingleaseoptions.com. Uh-huh. Coaching, coaching at wholesalingleaseoptions.com. That goes to my help desk ticket. System and Gil helps okay. me uh, stay on top of those tickets. So send Gil an email to that email, coaching at wholesalingleaseoptions.com, and Gil will get back to you. We've just been we've just been swamped. We've been really really busy getting everybody set up, and um, so I apologize. I apologize for that. Okay. Um, I mean, because here the other thing is. I don't know if if you have students currently here doing it in New Jersey as far as these options, but the price the prices are kind of high here. Uh huh. Um, where a lot of a lot of people probably would entertain doing a lease option, but the mortgages are like you know their monthly payment is like two thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Anywhere from anywhere from I say uh, fifteen to about you know uh, two grand. Yeah, Joe, can I take that? Yeah, please. So, Malik, one of the biggest things uh-huh. is I hear all the time, all the time, is, Todd, do lease options work in blank? Right? Do they? It probably works in this city, but it doesn't work in that city. It's almost like this grass is greener syndrome. The higher the prices of an area... Mm-hmm. the more money you will make, Malik. Okay. Because it, it, the the option money that you collect is based on the purchase price of the home. Yeah. In addition, it makes it less likely 
for a buyer to be able to qualify for that loan. And rents mm-hmm. in that area, they're going to be mm-hmm. higher than in other parts of the country. So, for example, you're saying the average mortgage amount, right, is between $1,500, $2,000, dollars a month. Correct. Well, I would assume, okay, and I, I'm from New York, too, and I have students all on the East Coast, including New Jersey, that, you know, rents are going to come close to what mortgage payments are, depending on what they put down and things like that. Right. So don't let that get in your head. Joe just locked up a deal in San Francisco, which is like the most expensive market in the United States with the exception of New York City. And I'm in San Diego, which prices are just as expensive here as they are in New York and New Jersey. So what I would say right. is say, that's awesome, because I'm going to make two to three times as much in every deal as other people around the country will on their deals. Right. For every three deals this person has to do, I only have to do one deal. How great is that? That's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah. I would attack it. I, the marketing is no different. The people aren't mm. more sophisticated. They've got the same kind of problems where they need our help. Okay. And I would attack it. Now, as long as you stay away from the New York Giants, everything will be okay and you'll make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't stay away from the Giants. I, I, I just can't. You know, the, the, the I just, you see, I can't even get the word. You you can say it, yeah. but I, we, we won't, we won't, we'll save this for another phone call. If you come to the Control That Ownership <laughs> Summit, we'll have to, we'll have to brawl there, but we'd love to have you there. Um, did we answer your question, Malik? Yes, yes. Definitely. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank right. you, Tom. Thank you, Thank you, Malik. Just uh, mute Malik. Uh, go Jets. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, go Cardinals. How about those Cardinals? Oh, yeah. Um, I got another call. I think this is um, uh, another call from, from Washington, D.C., Maryland, I think. Uh, hello. Who's this? Hi. How are you guys? Good, good. Who's this? Uh, this is Ronnie again. Ronnie. Okay. I'm sorry. I knew okay. I talked to did you your name uh does not show up here what's going on uh, uh wanted to check if you guys had a i i mean it's an awesome deal that you're doing for the uh summit coming up but uh I heard a rumor there might be a sweetener or two and is that true uh, we don't know yet i mean i i don't Todd and I talked about um uh, giving away copies of our old courses away for free and oh, I, uh, I, I don't i don't think we're going <laughs> to i don't think we're going to do that though ronnie oh um, no <laughs> um but we I, I, we're, I, we're working on a sweetener we'll think about it uh yeah and, but if 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 someone if anyone who pro- registered prior will still get the sweetener so it's not like okay. hey if you do you know you, you'll do that but you know we're we're going to include no matter when you come you'll still get the sweetener Okay, and if by chance it's not the courses, uh, by coming to the summit, I'll still have the information that I need to be able to do what I need to do. Ronnie, yes. Trust me with this. You're going to be taken care of, and you're not going to leave disappointed. Okay, I look forward to meeting you both. Yeah, I I mean, the event is not not even close to being priced appropriately. <laughs> yeah, you you left off a few zeros probably. <laughs> yes. And and, and, and. <laughs> and and Ronnie, we'll have some surprises for you there. Yeah, um, terrific. Okay. 
Okay, thanks. Anything well, else, thank Ronnie? Uh, no, I think that's it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to sign up. Okay. Thanks, man. Um, we're at about an hour and 22 minutes. If you do have um, a, an urgent question, go ahead and press star 2. I know we're starting to lose people because we're gone over an hour. I'll go back and look oh, at Oh, really quick questions. question, too, Joe. I want to talk about this. we yeah. got a killer rate at the hotel. Hold on one second. Um, Debbie, what was the pricing on the hotel? Okay. Uh, we negotiated a price, and if you come to the event, $139 for a hotel. Okay, and this is right across the street from the airport, and the hotel is right on the water. The hotel is right on the water, is to share it, and we negotiate a price of $139. And uh, that's, that's, that's smoking for a San, you know, average hotel room in San Diego this time of year is like 290 So we're super excited about that. Um, but, yeah, killer, killer awesome. price of the hotel. So, if you, by the way, if you registered and you're on this call, just email admin at nolimitsinvesting.net, admin at nolimitsinvesting.net, and uh, that's my assistant, Debbie, and she will get you information on how to get that special room rate. Yep. Admin at nolimitsinvesting.net. Um, got a good question here. I had mentioned before, I think on this call, that list source was free. But this person asks, anything I try on it, they want to charge for it. But what I'm talking about is you can actually go in. If you want to see how many cash buyers have purchased a property in the last six months, you can go ahead and search your create your list like you're going to buy it. Yep. All right. So put in your zip code, put in absentee owners, and put in sold date in the last six months. Okay. And then it'll give you the number of how many results you have. That's what I'm mm -hmm. talking about. So just write down those results. You're not yep. downloading any list. It's, you know, they're going to charge you 15, 16 cents a name. But just write down the numbers of in each zip code of how many cash buyers uh, would have been on that list if you had bought it. That's what I mean um, by doing with the, by that being free. Someone else asks here, um, I came across a deal in Southern California that has almost five acres of property in a high-end gated community of million-dollar homes. It's the last lot. I believe this is land. How can I do this deal? I came across a lead in Southern California that has almost five acres property in a high-end gated community, a million-dollar home, it's the last lot, how could I go or how could I do this to you? Any advice on that, Todd? Yes. If it's in Southern California and you don't know what to do, you want coaching on it, if it's got a motivated seller, a motivated seller, call me and I'll partner with you on a deal. That's my fastest answer for you because there's so yeah. many variables there. You know, I can't, I, I, I can't, you know, really give you everything, but I'll, I'll give you a couple of ideas. So if you want to partner on it, give me a call and I'll try to do the deal. Just make sure that we're dealing with a motivated seller because we've got to pick up that land in this market. Land isn't really selling all that well at a smoking price. I'm talking about a smoking price. And if we do that, I have the ability to move it. Uh, but if you want to do this on your own, I'll give you a couple options. Number one, go in there and negotiate a price that is unbelievable. Okay? And I'm talking like probably 50% of its actual worth today. And you could probably sell that land for 65% of what it's worth today to a cash buyer who will then build on it and sell that house for top dollar. Okay, that's option A. Uh, and just use a purchase contract to do so. The other way that you could do it is lock it up under contract and sell it to a builder. 
and maybe split the profits from the housing with him if you get it, for, uh, split the, the profits from the deal with him without any risk, energy, time, or knowledge. Okay, And that's actually something that we're going to talk about to control that ownership is how to do JV rehab options or, or JV building options and become a builder or a rehabber without ever picking up a hammer, without taking on any debt, without taking on any risk, and without really no stress. So that's my other solution for you. But again, always, you know, sometimes a real estate agent will call you and be like, oh, this is the last lot of million-dollar homes, and it's a great opportunity. You know, just make sure that you're dealing with a motivated seller, and it is a great deal. And if it is, lock it up. Don't think twice. Lock it up. Don't think twice. And either sell it to a cash buyer uh, or give me a call, and I'd love to partner. Yeah, Todd, do you see any new home construction yet in California, in San Diego? I just wholesaled three pieces of land that were uh, three pieces of land in Southern California in the past three months. They were all, uh, there was the utilities already to the lot and streets already there, but they were pretty much all new built. So my... My short answer to that is, yes, if the builder can build and have the house up within a year, then it works because the, you can see where the market is going. But if it's going to be two years before you can build, a lot of builders are scared. They don't know where the market is going yet. So the answer to that would be probably no. So make sure that you'll be able to build on it within a year and you'll be able to move that contract right away. Somebody asks another question about the discounted room rates. They must have asked this before you answered it, but... Um, email Debbie at admin at nolimitsinvesting.net. It's $139 a night. It's the Sheraton San Diego Hotel and Marina. Um, I, by the way, I did on the website just an hour, an hour or two ago, I updated the controlwithoutownershipsummit.com website with some hotel information down there. Um, check that out. Another question here is, instead of hiring a VA from outside of the USA, I'd like to hire someone locally to make cold calls to Pisbo ads how would you recommend wording an ad? Um, I would recommend checking out the pricing at least of somebody like HireMyMom.com, see what they charge. But I would just put an ad in Craigslist that you're looking for somebody to do some telemarketing for you. Um, and then I would tell them to you know, reply if they're interested. And then on, when, you, when they reply, send them some detailed instructions, like maybe give them a, a, a two-paragraph message to read to a specific phone number so you can hear their voice and hear and see how quickly they follow instructions. Um, but I, I like doing just short ads, uh, getting people to respond to my ad and when I'm doing an ad in Craigslist. And then I email them back with more detailed instructions um, and see who responds the fastest and who does the most complete um, job. And um, so I would suggest, you don't want to do HireMyMom.com, you can find somebody locally on Craigslist probably pretty quickly. Um, Elgin asks one more question here, and I think we're done. Um, besides getting a driver's license, what else do you get from a tenant buyer before giving them the lockbox code to go see a house? Um, if I'm going to be giving the tenant buyer the lockbox code to the house, I just need a copy of the driver's license. Sometimes I require a, a, an application to be filled out. Um, sometimes it's just worth not worth all of the hassle. And it just depends, too. I'd say maybe 25% of the time the owner is okay with me just giving a lockbox code out. Depends yeah. on the area. Depends on the homeowner. 
But many times the seller is just not okay with that. And so that's why I outsource my selling part of my business to realtors who can show the homes if they have to. Um, do you ever give lockbox codes out? You probably do on your wholesale deals, but what about your lease options, Ted? Uh, yeah, so on wholesale deals, I always give them out. Without uh, a driver's lease, license? W- well, yeah, without a driver's license. I put it on my site. You know, sometimes a lot of these houses are so bad, it's like, hey, because actually the rehabbers are going to be buying it. The more stuff they take, the better. It's like free demolition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, I normally require a driver's license when giving out a lockbox code for a tenant buyer. Okay, that being said, there have been many times where I haven't followed the advice of that. Okay, where I've just given out a lockbox code. And uh, knock on wood, I've never had any problem with it. But, you know, my recommendation to you is always get a driver's license number from doing so. Uh, that you know, sometimes in this office, just we find that it's another obstacle, right? They're gonna like, well, I don't know how to scan it, I don't know how to email it. You know, it's just it's hard for them to do. It's another step. You're making it more difficult. So sometimes I've given it out without a driver's license, and you know, knock on wood, I've never had a problem. But that being said, it's probably a good idea. Yeah. Probably a good idea. So if you're you're paranoid and you're like, I would never do that, get a driver's license. If you're like, hey, you know what? It's more important just to get this thing filled. I want to take away as many barriers as possible. Well, you know, you have to decide whether it's worth the risk. Paul has a good question here from Arkansas, and I get to ask this a lot. I've had two properties posted on Craigslist for three to four weeks, and I repost them two times every week. And I have not had but a couple of calls about one of the properties and then no further interaction. Why? Why is this? I always say as a good rule of thumb, if you can't fill your lease option home with a tenant buyer in two to four weeks, maybe four to six weeks, then something's wrong. Uh, Number one, it might be the middle of the New Year Christmas holiday season, okay, Um, or Thanksgiving. But um, number two, it it, it may be, it's most likely going to be overpriced. If a house is priced right, it'll sell in any kind of market, in any kind of condition, all right? But it's probably not priced properly. It's too expensive. The house needs too much work. It's in a bad neighborhood. The, the, the pictures are really, really ugly that you have on your ad. Yeah. But I get enough calls on my property that I know if I haven't sold it in four to six weeks, then something's wrong. And mm-hmm. I go back to the owner and I try to renegotiate better terms. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to add to that, Todd? Well, Joe's exactly right. There's two things I'll add. A, I'll go back and I will lower the, if, if nothing else is wrong, if it's just the pricing, I will lower the price without talking to the owner. I'll just lower the price and I'll get a bunch of activities and I'll collect a deposit and an application. Okay, and then I'll go back to the seller pretty much with cash in hand and I'll say, hey, I got a deal. Yeah. And I'll tell, the, I'll tell the, the, the buyer, hey, this is contingent upon me approving your application. I'll go back to the seller. I'll say, I have cash in hand. We're ready to go. But here's the issue. You just got to come down another 150 a month. Yeah. Okay, nine times out of ten, you'll get a yes. Uh, the other thing, though, that I am guilty of this, Craigslist is the lazy man's way to fill a property. It's the, <laughs> it's, the, right. it's the easiest way. You can do it from your desk, and, you know, it's great. Okay, but every time I just use Craigslist, as compared to using Craigslist, compared to Bandit Signs. 
Okay, it takes me at least twice as long to fill a property. Mm-hmm. So you want to get the bandit signs. I everyone who's used them, everybody who uses them, gives me the same exact things. They say, "Wow, Bob yeah. Burns in uh, I think he's in Baton Rouge. He talks about yeah. he, he's like, you know, he's got this thick southern accent which I love." And he's like, I can't handle the phone calls. <laughs> he goes, I don't know what I'm going to do. He goes, just my voicemail. I'm just, I don't want to check it. <laughs> that, uh, now, that you've got to do bandit signs um, for sure. And maybe you're in a small town, um, so maybe the local newspaper is yep. something you need to look at if you have a small town. But bandit signs work, and, and usually most cities will allow you to do them on weekends. Um, just don't make them obnoxious. Um, it's also a great way to build your buyer's list with banded signs. And you're going to find probably 75% of the people who call are not going to be qualified. Uh-huh. But you're going to find a lot of people who are qualified, who have five grand to put down, let's say. And maybe they're not interested in that house, but then you could find them another house. Uh-huh. So even though you're putting banded signs out for one property, you're going to find buyers for other properties as well. Yeah. Um, do banded signs. Do Craigslist. Put them on postlets. V, yep. Excuse me, V Flyer. Um, we've been testing and experimenting lately. I'll just throw this in as a little bonus. We're going to be talking about this at the summit. We've been doing Facebook ads for tenant buyers um, and seeing tremendous success with that. We're yep. starting to now focus here in St. Louis, we're focusing more on finding the buyers first. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're doing ads in Facebook. We're putting ads in a dating website called Plenty of Fish. And it's very interesting. Um, I heard about this from another Internet marketer. They're doing Facebook ads and, and plenty of fish ads. And I thought, well, we could do that in real estate, couldn't we? Um, but Google is a big, giant behemoth. But they're so expensive sometimes to get ads, to get leads. Although, by the way, Todd, I, I did talk to my buddy, Will Velasquez in Salt Lake City, Utah, who's a realtor doing lease option flips as a realtor. He's having tremendous success using Google pay-per-click ads as finding buyers. And that's all he does. Because he wow. gets so many leads, it's well yeah. worth the cost. But anyway, you could do but, little ads on Google, Facebook, Plenty of Fish for buyers. Start building up your buyers list and just uh-huh. put, send them to a website, find out how much they have for an option deposit, and just start working with the ones that have five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand to put down. Yeah. Um, that's it's a, it's a great way to uh, to get a deal fast. Sometimes the yeah. fastest way to a deal is find the buyers first. Yeah. And the other thing, Joe, and uh, I, I want you guys to eliminate the word competition from your vocabulary. Eliminate the word competition from your vocabulary. Okay. The only time you should think about competition is if you have a local friend in your market and you guys are pushing each other to do better. Okay. Because I find my quote-unquote competition, okay, are some of my biggest sources of revenue. Meaning that if you have the best buyers list in all of St. Louis or in all of Florida or in all of the, you know, some little podunk town in the middle of nowhere, okay, then you can partner with all the people who find properties. They're out there looking for properties, and you have the best buyers list. And all you got to do is send an email out and say, hey, got a house, three-bedroom, two-bath in a great area, and you can fill it with an email and a couple of phone calls because you've went out and got the buyers. So I would find other investors in your market who are doing lease options. There may not be a ton because there's a zero competition in this niche. But if there are, 
don't look at them as competition. Partner with them to fill their properties. And you going out and being more aggressive with bandit signs or using these dating sites that we're talking about or Facebook or Google, it's going to make you a very, very, very valuable partner. Think about what you can bring to the transaction. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple more questions here, and i got to go, actually. You know. My wife texted me, dinner's ready. Uh, what time does the event begin on Friday? It begins at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're talking about starting the event at 8 a.m. on Saturday because we have to be out of the hotel room by 4. But we're going to be doing a social hour um, uh, at uh, on probably Friday and Saturday evening, so... Um, but the event does start at 9 a.m. Registration will probably start at uh, 8 a.m. Uh, but we'll be there early, um, so just show up. And uh, we're going to be having I'm, – I'm excited, Todd, about putting together our handouts. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a lot of really, really good slides, good information, good handouts. That uh, That's what I was talking to the gentleman before. We're, we're going to take care of you. Um, yeah. You're going to walk away pleasantly – pleased with the information we're going to be giving out there. So, yeah, the biggest thing, um, though, Joe, I was talking about is the uh, after hours. That's a bonus that we're throwing in. Right. Uh, Joe and I are going to hang out for at least an hour each day uh, after the event, and uh, you'll get a chance to kind of you know meet with us and, and mingle and talk about deals that you're working on, and uh, we'd love to get to know you guys, and uh, I'm... Uh, you know, you, you buy me a blue moon, and you'll be surprised what you can get out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but just teasing, yeah. guys. We'd love to, uh, you know, whether uh, you're having a, a, a diet coke or drinking a beer, uh, we would love to see you at that social hour, which we're going to have, and uh, just to get to know you guys. So that would be great. Awesome. We do have two more hands raised, Todd. Let's get to okay. those real quick here. I think it's Malik again from Jersey. He, I, I, he's probably got something to say about the uh, the Giants. <laughs> No, Joe, um, I wanted to know, could you repeat that, that site so I could send the shoot an email over again? The site for what, I'm sorry? For me, to, uh, about registering in the, for the mastermind? Oh, for um, yeah, that is um, wholesalingmarketing.com slash get started. Wholesalingmarketing.com slash get started. And for everybody else, too, if you're wondering about the summit that we've been talking about, Control Without Ownership, that website is controlwithoutownershipsummit.com. Controlwithoutownershipsummit.com. Cool. Malik, anything else? Um, That's it. That's it. Okay, cool. Go Giants. Yes. Let's get – we have somebody here from Florida. I can't pronounce the name of your city. Zephyrlis. Florida, are you there? Hello? Yeah, hi. Hey, Joe and Todd. Right here. What's going on? Yeah, I'm actually uh, from St. Pete and uh, Tampa, Florida area. But, What's uh, your name? Good to... Matt? Matt. Yeah. What's going on, Matt? Hey, good to talk to you guys. You know, first time caller, long time listener. <laughs> um, <laughs> couple months. Um, still, yeah. still fairly new in, in the lease option thing, and trying trying to get into it. Very, very, very interested in learning more. But one, one for you, real quick, Joe. I, I am interested in the mastermind, the marketing program. Wondering yeah. if you got customers already in Tampa, St. Pete. We, we can take that offline. So 
I sent you an email on that. Um, yeah, um, shoot me an email at coaching at wholesaling lease options. That way Gil can help me respond to that. Gil's managing that for me pretty well. He's got a good handle on who's where, doing what. Um, I know we have some students in Florida, but I couldn't tell you what, how many in, in each city. Of course, it's a big market. I'm going to say you probably don't need to worry about it. Um, yeah. But okay. but uh, send me an email, coaching at wholesalingleaseoptions.com, and myself yeah. or Gil will get back to you. But, um, All right. Well, I'm pursuing my first lease option deal, and I'm definitely angling the uh, the cooperative uh, lease option or the you know, wholesale lease option thing. And yeah. the the uh, the initial contract I was going to use was the the lease option tenant placement agreement. Okay. To, to put in front of the the seller. If I get them to sign that, does that give me legal right to market the property at not being licensed as a realtor? Well, I, I don't know if I've seen that agreement you're talking about. Um, but I, I've I, seen it from I, uh, I, saw, I saw it from Keith and Shannon French actually. It looks like that's what they use. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I, I, it's hard for me to answer that without looking at it. If it's it's probably some kind of option agreement. It sounds like to me. Right, or an, option, an, option, an option to lease option, you know, something yeah, like that's, that. Th- I, that's yeah. what I call my document. It's just semantics many times, but um, if it's an option agreement, yeah, you can you can wholesale options without a license. But we're always going to suggest you consider getting your license or partnering with a realtor who is licensed or mm-hmm. staying in the middle of these deals yeah. or using an attorney to close your deals. That's going to help a lot as well. Um, every state has different rules with licensing and stuff, and um, but uh, does that does that help at all? Well, okay. Well, say I get the say I get the lease the option to lease option document signed or the lease option tenant yeah. placement agreement signed. Then do I also you know once we have that agreement, do I also then need to get another agreement that's the actual lease option that has the you know, dollar figures in there or well. I'll tell you what, send that send that agreement to either me or Todd, whoever you like better, and we'll partner with you on the deal. <laughs> we'll we'll partner with you on the deal and just split the profits 50-50, and we'll coach you through how the rest of all of that works. Okay. I can handle that. Yeah, I just got off the phone with a lady who uh, got a $750,000 house on Craigslist and says, you know, flexible, you know, willing to do a lease option, and I, I talked to her. Yeah. I tried to explain the the program to her. I said I'm not a realtor, and it was kind of like a realtor fee, where I'm going to help you find a find an independent buyer. I'm going to you know get you the best price well, you, and get you, you the don't best wanna, payment. You want to be careful to not say that okay. because you're not you're not finding a buyer for that seller. You're, you are the okay. buyer. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's really important to d- distinguish. Yeah. Okay. If you're I also find, don't. Just so you know, I I don't like the term tenant placement agreements. I I, I don't like that either. Yeah. So. I, yeah. Okay. You know, but that's just my opinion. Uh, I, the reason why the reason why Keith and Shannon use that term is because in Maryland, you don't have to be a realtor to be a property management company. They, right. So they actually exclude that in the Maryland law, but that, that's probably the only state in the union that does that. Okay, but but you do say to them that I'm not going to be the person living in your house, or I'm not going to be the end buyer though, because. I just refer to yourself as an investor, and they'll understand. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's one of those things. Don't make a big deal out of it. You know. <laughs> I know it's, just, yeah. it's hard to explain to some people sometimes to make it you know make sense to them. Sometimes why, what I say why is, they're yeah. Well, sometimes I'll Go say ahead. something like this: What if if Mr. Seller, if I or one of my buyers could lease your property for a few years, take care of all the maintenance and repairs, and then buy the property at the end of that time without you paying any commission? What would you want to do then? So I'll refer yeah. to either myself or one of my buyers. Um, okay. But I always approach a deal as being the buyer, right? And I'm not in the business of placing um, together buyers and sellers. Okay. Good, good advice. Cool. Yeah, I definitely would like to, to partner with you guys on on this one. It might be a little over my head for my for my first uh, lease option deal. So. Just, I just love get the, it under I contract. love the price point. Love the price point. <laughs> you can partner on meet with me on that deal. Don't worry about Todd. He doesn't know. No, what no, don't worry about Joe. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and and I wish I could come out to San Diego, but I'm I'm kind of far away. Uh, uh, yeah, I got to close some hey, deals here first. Let me say this, and I'm going to come back to this. You know, there's some people on this call like, oh, I want to go to San Diego, right? But you know, I'm going to have to pay for a ticket and a hotel and a $200 for the event. Well, that's why we price the event that, you know, price the event where it is. Uh, you have to decide at some point, you know what? I'm in this, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to make 2013 the year of my financial freedom. I had a student, I still have a student. His name is Michael Buckles. And he called me about four years ago, and he says, Todd, I'm living in my car. Okay, and I want your lease option course. Can I have it for free? And I said, no. <laughs> I said, uh, I'll tell you what, though, okay, and I don't normally do this. I said, I'll break it into two payments for you, okay? And if you want to, uh, if you can, if you really want it that bad, you'll find a way, okay, to come up with the money if you really want it that bad. Okay? And he was just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I never thought I was going to hear from Michael again. Two weeks later, I call up, I get a phone call, and Michael says, Todd, I have half the money. I have half the money. Will you send me the course? I said, okay, I'll send you half the money, and uh, I'll send you the course and send me the other half in two weeks. Two weeks later, I get a money order for the rest of the, uh, the, the, rest of the course. And two weeks later, he calls me and says, Todd, I did my first deal. I did yeah. my first deal. And uh, I think that was like a three or $4,000 assignment fee. Okay, and then deal after deal started rolling for Michael. Okay, rolling for Michael. After the fourth month, he traded for he traded a lease option deal for a car, and sold that car for eight thousand dollars. So my recommendation is, yeah, it'll be some money to get out here, but it'll be a life-changing event. The information is going to be great, but more importantly, it's going to be the atmosphere, who you're around what your attitude is, how your viewpoint is, and what, how you will feel when you will leave the event along with your confidence. So uh, I know some people can't make it, and, that, and, and we understand that. But I would say do everything in your power to get there. That's my advice to you. That's good. Well said, man. All right, we need to end this call. Todd, uh, I've enjoyed this thoroughly. We've got a lot of good questions. Um, I hope we answered all of them. I know... Maybe there's still some trickling in. Um, I think we need to do this more often. Good. Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. Um, so I think we'll – did we record this? 
Yes, we did. We're going to send it out to everybody. And uh, I, I think, I haven't talked to you about this yet, Todd, but I'd like to do it again next week. And if you're busy, that's fine. I'll go ahead and just do it by myself. But I, I love these. I used to, I call this a coffee on the dash. Those of you that don't know why I call it coffee on the dash, it's because I used to do these calls about every two weeks while my son was at gymnastics. And his gymnastics was about a 45-minute drive from my office, from my house. So I would go to Starbucks and work from Starbucks. But I would do these calls from my car, and I would be on the computer, and I didn't want people to think I was just, you know, being a squatter and stealing Starbucks Internet from my car. So I would put the coffee cups of my coffee on the dash of my car so people would know that I really did buy their coffee. And that's why I started calling these calls Coffee on the Dash. Coffee on the Dash. But I have not done these. I've not done these calls in the, geez, about six to eight months. I need to start getting back to it. But uh, just anyway, anyway, you just you just use the same cup over and over again. <laughs> it was it was filled with water. There you go. Controlwithoutownershipsummit.com. Controlwithoutownershipsummit.com. And I'll do my best to uh, be on the call next week, Joe. I, I'm going to be in Oklahoma, uh, so I'll do my best. But uh, I will see you guys at the event. And a uh, great call. Loved it. All right. Good. See you, Todd. Goodbye, everybody.